The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As we take a look at the happenings of what's been going on in these markets today, some interesting times once again Jeff Peterson, of course, joins us with Heartland Farm Partners. I should mention Jeff is sitting right across from me, and we're broadcasting from the Nebraska Soybean Board Studio, which is brought to you by the Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. And we are going to talk a little bit of uh, soybeans. But first, let's jump into the corn. Why? Corn was strong today. Nice to see. But what was the reason behind it? You know, it was great to have a new high close for this move. And if you really go back, I think if uh, you take a look at what we've done really since the crop report came out on Tuesday, it really seems like this corn market has taken off to a whole nother level. And I think what we ended up seeing, Susan, is that we're at a point where the market was thinking about acres and yield. And it, and it got a surprise, I think, in regard to the yield. And, and the acres was nice to see it pull back. But I think what it got everybody thinking about is that do we need to move beyond what we've been doing and start talking about rationing demand? And I think that has caused us to go ahead and see an acceleration on the corn side. You know, I think this is going to be kind of an interesting type of marketing summer once we get to the summer part because of what we've seen so far in the spring. The acres that aren't planted, the next USDA report to come out, what we see in difference between the two and how the markets will react. I completely agree. And I think this is going to be, this is the type of year where this market is going to continue to move forward all the way through the summer. And, you know, we don't believe that the highs are in yet, but it's going to be choppy. This market is going to go ahead and move up and down on us as we go forward through the summer. And the market's going to have to try to discover the information it needs. You know, what are the amount of actual acres that got planted? And where does the yields end up going from here? So there's a lot of questions to answer yet. And the quality of what this crop's going to look like as it continues to mature. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, there's some people that are out there that are planting some of this corn in maybe later than they'd like to. All of a sudden, their worry is that we end up having a frost or a freeze, and we end up having really wet corn, and we have really maybe even low test weight corn. And those are some of the things that are going to unpack as we go through this summer. You know, it's funny you bring that up because I had a producer the other day tell me he's learning more about silage because he's keeping that in the back of his mind if his corn doesn't mature when it comes time for harvest maybe silage is going to be a good option for him i think it is and i think you bring up a really good point there and i think one thing that we're going to see talked about more and more as we go forward with usda is that harvested to planted percentage it's going to move around normally it runs around about 92 percent they haven't brought it back. We think there's a chance because there's going to be people that plant and take it for silage. There's going to be water holes that drowned it out. There's going to be spots that they aren't able to get planted back in. We think that actually could drift all the way down towards 90%. And believe it or not, what that would amount to is that in the loan of itself would be about 1.8 million corn acres. So that's something we're keeping an eye on also. So as soybeans, did they move higher because corn moved higher? A little competition going on? Yeah, I think we definitely see a little carryover effect also there. But we also have to remember that the funds are still short on the soybean side. So they're debating here, wait a minute, where am I, you know, where is the fund want to be positioned? Do they want to try to get long? And the other part is that we've got rain and there's wet conditions. And there's still over 33 million acres of soybeans to be planted yet. Normally, there'd still be about 10 million. But the other concerning part of that is there's some of those soybeans or double crop beans that have to go behind wheat, and all of a sudden, wheat is getting held up. So you've got those conditions in. So I think it's a combination of carryover support from corn, but it's also a, an uncertainty and unknown about how many actual acres there'll be. 
And then we've got to start even talking about yields on the bean side, which hasn't really even hardly got brought up yet. Which kind of brings an interesting kind of mode for these soybeans, because for so long, they're the, they're the acre stealers, as I like to call it, you know, and that's usually what we start hearing this time of year. And it's not. It's, I hope I can even get my beans in. Yeah, and as we've actually crunched some numbers, because the question always comes up about prevent plant, and as we've dug into that, it early on in many areas it still made sense to plant corn if you could, just because of what we think the prices could do on corn. Over on beans, though, and, and what the costs are on beans, in many cases, it looked a lot easier for us to be able to just go ahead and go prevent plant on beans. And I think that's some of the things the market's concerned about in some of these areas, is that will these guys, if the conditions are too wet, will they just give up on the beans? And could that mean a much lower amount of bean acres than what we anticipate? And I think that's in the back of their minds, especially the traders who are short beans right now. We saw some new highs uh, set for corn, so what's the next level for them? Yeah, and that's that's what we really have to do, because if we go back on the July chart, which is our front board, 445 becomes that high the next level, and that takes us all the way back to May of 2018. But if we want to walk back further from that, which we need to do that, then we'd say 458 is the area that comes next, and that would take us back to July of 2014. Then from there, though, I want to expose a few other tops or highs that came in there, and that would actually take us back to 519, which would take us all the way back to July of 2013. And then there is a gap in there, and that gap would actually come in in the 550 area, and then that would take us all the way back to April of 2013. So that gives you an idea of some of the different targets that you'll hear people talking about as we go forward. You know, as you look at that, I was wondering, are we going to see – the prices really fluctuate because of prevent plant being put in, because of all these unknowns at this point? I think so, and I think there's a few things that are going to get pretty volatile on this, is that uh, the situation on yield, let's talk a little bit more about that. Um, the interesting thing about the yield is that even though we're at a 166, I think everybody in the industry kind of agrees that, okay, that's, that's an okay starting point. They pulled it back a big amount. But what's going to be interesting as we go forward is that um, that may not in, actually end up being the highest yield that we see come from USDA. I think as we go forward, a risk that we have, even though I think the yield is going to be lower later down the road than the 166, I think we have to start thinking that USDA down the road could actually end up raising that yield. And, and part of the reason for that is if we think about the conditions of this crop, this corn crop is going to look a little bit better as we go forward as it gets more sun. Well, stick around. We're going to talk more about Prevent Plant. That seems to be the water cooler talk of many producers. We'll also take a look at what we're seeing with uh, USDA numbers and corn yields going forward. More in-depth look at that. Stick around. More is coming up. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Continuing our conversation with Jeff Peterson. You and I, I wish sometimes folks could listen to our conversation during the commercial break because we always have some interesting discussions, especially with this crop. I wonder, let's look now at the amount of prevent plant. And we were talking about how guys always seem to know and can figure out the dollar of what they need. This year is going to make it a lot different because you've got that prevent plant being worked into the market for these corn acres. You really do, and it is going to make it harder. It's going to make it harder to calculate our break-evens. It's going to make them harder to know exactly whether they should plant those last acres. And that's the thing I didn't mention as we first started, Susan, is that 
you know, the market's trying to also bid in those last acres. It's saying we need every corn acre that you can get in. If you're at all thinking about planting, we want you to plant it. But let's let's be honest, if we come back and think about where we're at on the planning, we're sitting here now, you know, over halfway through June or approaching halfway through June. We've still got 15.8 million acres of corn to plant yet. Normally, we'd only have about 920,000 acres. So everybody's questioning what's that acre going to do. And and I really applaud USDA for coming out and, and actually saying, you know what, we're at 3 million acres so far. Um, our numbers would suggest that that number is going to go up. Uh, if we would have been sitting here talking two weeks ago, we probably said we were somewhere closer to 10 million. But I think we had some weather conditions and some of those acres got planted. You know, the number that we kind of keep settling in as we run the numbers, look at the state-by-state breakdowns is around 7 million acres. That's probably a pretty conservative number. You know, that's going to be over double what our record has been. So it's a big number, but we've also got some unprecedented conditions. We've got the slowest planting pace that we've had going all the way back to 79. And there's some, you know, very wet conditions out there. So what is it going to take to get corn to be at 550 for December? You know, that's a great question because one of the things, if we take a look at the market right now, I think it's probably kind of factoring in this 166 yield and probably about 3.5 million acres of prevent plant. So for us to go ahead and go to 550, and I know a lot of people are saying, oh, is that possible? Yeah, it is possible. All we really probably have to do if we wanted to keep the yield at 166 is to go ahead and take that prevent plant number up somewhere close to 7 million acres. Also then go ahead and adjust the harvested to planted percentage from that 92 back down towards the 90. And I think we then open up the possibility this market could go to 550. We've got a market that's going to have so much emotion tied to it. And as you look at the yields going forward, how much of adjustment do you think we might see from the USDA? Yeah, I think is in the end, I think we got to talk about this in two phases. I think we have to talk about it in the short term and ultimately in the long term. In the short term, I think actually we've got risks that they actually could end up raising that yield because as we talked before, as they go through their, their weather-adjusted trend model, what it looks at is it's going to look at what are our temperatures in June and our precip. It's also going to look at what our July precip is. And if we don't have any threatening conditions, it's already factored in a late plant because the other part that I hadn't mentioned is the fact that the, they look at where was the crop, how much was planted all the way through about halfway of May. So we've taken into account a late plant. Now from here, if the weather conditions are good, they could go ahead and creep that up higher. Even though I don't think we're going to end up seeing a higher yield, I think we actually will see a lower yield in the long run. And and what I'm basing that off of, Susan, let's go back and look at two years. 1995, which has a similar amount of prevent plant and well, a similar amount of delayed planting to what we had this year, that actually went about 12% off of trend. And at our currently 166 yield, which is 10 bushels the acre off of trend, that's only a little over 5% below trend. So there's room there. 1993 actually is one that we don't have the conditions like that yet. It was much wetter then. We don't have, and we'll have to see how the temperatures turn out. You know, that one pushed almost 20% below trend. I don't think we'll have that kind of year, but those are a couple of the analog years that we take a look at. So I talked about the emotion. How do you market when you're looking out the window and you're seeing half of your cornfield is still wet, your beans are crusted over? How do you move forward and try to make some money yet this year? 
Yeah, I think that's a great question, and that's one that does get thrown up. And, and let's break that apart into pieces. And so if you've got your corn in and it's up and your beans in, they're up and they're growing, and you don't look like you're going to have to prevent plant, then I'd say, okay, think about having your crop insurance there to protect you if it for some reason comes in below yields that you'd expect and go ahead and focus at some point getting marketed up to your insured bushels. If you're sitting there and you're unsure about the prevent plant that you're going to have or you've planted and you're unsure whether or not it's physically going to go ahead and make it up, I think in that situation what you have to do then is that you really need to sit back and wait. You do need to wait until you see that crop out of the ground that you know you're going to have it, you know that you're going to have it planted, you know that it's going to be up, before you physically go ahead and start marketing those bushels. Otherwise, there's just too much risk. And that's why we have people like you to help us out. Exactly. So what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Give me a call at 402-366-4694. Check us out on the web at heartlandfarmpartners.com or follow me on Twitter at jeffpeterson01. Thanks so much, Jeff Peterson, joining us today. And thank you to the Nebraska Soybean Board. Broadcasting from the studio, brought to you by the Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. And in Fontenelle and all the local dealers as well for the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.